There was a headline the other day about. Are they it's just like, going to shut shut down all the cat cafes and owl cafes? And I think that the cat, the cats and cat cafes are pretty much like the height of being a cat. Welcome to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch. This is my co-host. Hello, I'm Alex. And uh, we haven't been here for a week. Sorry. It's been a long time, actually, hasn't it? Well, you haven't been here for like three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Yeah, usually like it goes Natsuki, Alex, Natsuki, Alex, but Alex was busy. And then last week, we didn't even have a show because I wasn't even here. Where were you? I went on an adventure. Where to? Um, so I flew to Tokyo. Right, I flew to Tokyo, and I can't, I can't give away all these details because um, I was with a, a certain person who has a lens, right? Who might be in Tokyo. Okay. Okay. We were filming some stuff. Right. I can't be real, real specific until the videos come out, but um, basically, I flew into Tokyo, and then we drove all the way down to Kansai, mm-hmm. and then did some stuff. It's going to come out in a later video, and then we did this huge like tour around Honshu. Mm-hmm. We went to all these different places. One part that's not in the video is we went to Sekigahara. Oh, right. Okay. You know, yeah. like the big battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we were there and I, I noticed on like one of the, the signboards, it's like, Sekigahara Wi-Fi. And I was like, what? Really? So I, I, I like, uh, you know how you have to agree to some terms and like give them your email for free Wi-Fi these days? Yeah. So I did that. And I got on their Wi-Fi and I like speed tested it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you, Sekigahara, the famous place where all these people died. Has really good Wi-Fi. Good Wi-Fi. Did you plan that to be coincidental with the fact that it actually happened in October? No. Yeah, I think it was October 21st or something like that. See, this is why we should have brought you along. Like, I was saying that. We were, we were sitting over there at Sekigahara. There was, like, all these flags with, like, the crests of all the, the you know, the clans that fought mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And I was like, I know one of them. Yeah. Which yeah. is this one, like, yeah. where we live. And I was like, I don't know what these other ones are. And I was like, where is Alex when I need him? Yeah. No, I probably know some of the descendants of them as well. Yeah, it was like... So, anyway, like, it was, it was interesting, but... Like it's kind of like a like a they they it's it, I think it originally was a field where they like grew crops right and then they like returned it to that purpose obviously and so it's kind of weird to see all these like you know flowering c- crops over this this long rolling field where all these people died so it's n- good nutrition in the soil <laughs> I don't know that's what I would imagine fertilizer yeah. like we were we were kind of like so there's was, there was like a there was a Is that disrespectful the, yeah. But it's okay. There was a mannequin there that had like the the samurai armor on it, and yeah. like the mannequin was like a white lady. Yeah, that's why they lost. Was, <laughs> whichever side that was. was oh like, no no no! Wait, this is like Marvel movies. You know what I mean? They've gone super progressive. Oh my god! <laughs> Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? Captain Samurai. Yeah. No, like because they couldn't find a mannequin that like like fit. You know, like a Japanese like soldier, so they just use like a department like female white lady mannequin. Right, right. It's so weird. And then they use like marker to like like paint on like whiskers or something. I don't know. It was it was very educational. I learned a lot of things that day. It's a big budget at Sekigahara promotion. 
Lots of cash going into that. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, you know, I got to go. I got to go to Tokyo for the first time in like three years. Uh, I went to the Kansai for like the first time, and I don't even know how long. So it was really, really fun. So speaking of which, let's get straight into the news. We mm. got a topic. We got a news story today. Tokyo area set to end COVID nineteen restrictions on eateries. Now I didn't know this because mm-hmm. uh, where we are, like when the uh, national emergency ended, like four weeks ago or so, like. That was that. Like nothing. It was just like back to normal. Hey, everybody, we're cool. Mm-hmm. But in Tokyo, I didn't know this. Uh, I ran into this problem two or three days ago when we tried to book a restaurant. Apparently, they have all these like little, you know, uh, restrictions. One is like you can only have a party of four. Mm. Uh, and then if you call the restaurant, you're like, we want two parties of four. They're not supposed to like seat you next to each other. Right. Okay. So like discourage you from doing that. Right. Right. And then like there's all these little restrictions and everything. But because Tokyo cases are down to like, I think they had like 26 yesterday or something. Yeah. Uh, they're just ending all uh, on, on October 25th. They're just ending all of the, the restrictions. Well, they've got to do it sometime, you know, because like these little businesses are all in trouble, you mm. know, losing money. The Hojokin, the, the funds they're giving them from the local government. How do you say Hojokin is like a so government support? Government support. Yeah. Mm. I don't, I've got the word stipend in my head for some reason, but that's because we were talking about Sekigahara. <laughs> Did you get a stipend from them? No. <laughs> uh, but on the, on, on these, like, it's here. Here's my question, Alex. Do you believe the numbers coming out of Tokyo? Um, I just don't think people are getting tested, to be honest. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, like in England, they opened up, took everybody's masks away. Everybody's going out there again. And now cases are on the rise. You know, people saying that, you know, they've not been cautious enough. So it's hard to tell. And they're talking about the sixth wave of COVID this winter. <laughs> sixth wave. You're just like, you yeah. know, again, is it going to happen again? So I've got a feeling that they're going to, Get rid of all these restrictions. Everybody's going to go out, start getting drunk again. We'll see an increase in cases over winter, but I don't think it's going to be as high as before. So, so here's my thing. I think that Corona is here to stay forever. It's endemic. It's going to be here forever, um, like the flu, like the cold. Uh, the difference is that once we get vaccinated, I think that the impact that it has on your body is going to be a lot less severe. Um, we know this, like people who get vaccinated, they basically don't go to the hospital. Yeah. It's like it's like a severe, if, if you even are symptomatic, which most, most people, the majority of people who get uh, vaccinated are asymptomatic if they catch the virus at all. Mm. Um, but then of the small people who get the virus and the small people who are symptomatic, um, even a smaller group of those have to be hospitalized. And so it's just, you know, I mean, obviously old people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Colin Powell uh, yeah, yeah. recently passed away yeah, yeah. Uh, from COVID-19, but he was like in his 80s, right? Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. You Colin know? Powell. Colin Powell, this is... Colin Powell. They, no, they call him Colin. Col- Col- Colin Powell. Colin Powell. Sorry. Not Colin. As Sorry, it's I, I I don't mean it to be disrespectful. I just forgot about him. That's I know I totally forgot about that guy until he died. Like you know yeah. how that happens. It's just like, right? That guy existed. He was on the news all the time back in the yeah, early two thousands. Yeah. But anyway, so I just don't think it's going to be a big deal anymore. I think that we're going to be like, oh well, here it is to stay forever. Let's all get vaccinated. It's going to be like the flu. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's got to get like that eventually, right? Because it's not going to disappear. So yeah, I just don't I don't see us going to zero. But I can see opening up is a good idea. You know, what I mean, I don't think it's a problem. Uh. Speaking of which, you got a story on tourism here in Japan. Yeah. Um, so basically, Japanese businesses are doing a lot of online tours recently. Uh, so it says here that uh, HIS, one of the big oh dear Japanese travel companies, has started doing Zoom tours in Kenya, uh, the Masai Mara National Reserve, um, and also um, another company started it in uh, in other places around the world as well. Um, uh, how do you feel about that, Alex? I mean, you're in tourism, so you do this is your world. Um, well, we did it actually at first. We did some stuff with Amazon Explore. This is in Sengai, uh, the historical gardens. Yeah, yeah. So I think we did about f- 60, maybe almost 60 of them. Um, 
And at first it was kind of fun and exciting, interesting, you know, to get used to the new technology and everything and work everything out. But you do get bored of it pretty quickly. Um, and to be honest, there are an awful lot of live streams out there that are available for free, you know, by people who are, for example, like YouTubers or whatever. Yeah, like that guy who has a lens in Tokyo. For example. Has a lot of free content on YouTube about, you know, travel and tourism in Japan. That's right. And they're often much better than the kind of travel company doing a one-off Zoom event, right? Well, because, you know, Zoom is like, you know, capped at what, like, what, 320p or something like that? It's like yeah. shit quality. Yeah, this quality sucks, man. And, you know, if you go to like a, an actual YouTuber's homepage, if you go to like, you know, uh, there's Tokyo Lens who we've been mentioning today. There's, you know, uh, Chris uh, Broad, Broad in Japan, Chris mm-hmm. Broad. Uh, if you go to their pages, that you know they're using like six K, eight K, twelve K cameras, yeah. compressing it down to you know four K, and so you're getting these like incredible cinematic uh, video of these like incredible deep dives into places, especially here in Japan. I just see that as being a lot better than a Zoom call. Well, there's no way you can do the same kind of quality, and they're charging like what three thousand, four thousand yen per tour, and it's kind of interesting to do once or twice, but you do kind of get sick of it. Uh, the advantage I've found, though, is doing it for media and travel companies so they can get an overall idea, you know, B2B type introduction to an area. That works pretty well. And they can ask questions. I guess that's yeah. that's one thing that, you know, I should point out that's different from YouTube is like when they when you guys do do the live, you know, tours and everything, especially B2B business to business, uh, you know, they do ask the questions. Like if we come down there, you know, with 100 people next year, blah, 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 blah you know, they can get into that. Yeah, and special interest groups as well, right? If you want to do like a super deep dive into one thing, like a class for some traditional art or something, you've got 30 people in a room. It works well for that. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I just don't see like tours on the Masai Mara being like a huge need. I think the only advantage perhaps is that it's in Japanese. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That A lot of this content on, on YouTube and stuff like that is in English, and so Japanese people tend to, you know, skip over it. Yeah. If you guys ever do a deep dive into like what Japanese people like on YouTube, I wouldn't waste my time doing that. They, yeah. they like some pretty crappy stuff. Well, it's like Japanese TV, but condensed for a... And like on know. steroids, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. so many sound effects. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Moving well, on. Attention I, span. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. Japanese man arrested for forcing his pet cat to swim. Jesus. So there's a, there's a two uh, big news stories uh, this weekend. Uh, one, I didn't really want to get into. It's really political, but like apparently the election is the, so we got a new prime minister and they have a sna- snap election at the end of this month. Um, and that's going to elect a new diet, mm-hmm. which I don't know what the difference between a diet and a parliament is, but whatever. And, um, and uh, one of the major issues on the, on the ticket for them is uh, animal rights. Is it? It is. And that is a huge, very serious story. And so, of course, we're representing that with this story about a man who forced his cat, his pet cat to swim. Wait a minute. When has animal rights ever been an issue for Japan, to be honest with you? I don't know. It's it's. Uh, there was a headline the other day about. Are it. they it's just like, going to shut down all the cat cafes and owl cafes? And I think that the cat, the cats and cat cafes are pretty much like the height of being a cat, right? It's like it's like the like heaven for I, cats. I would hate that. Just a bunch of randoms coming in and messing with you. I'd be randoms. like, get off me. You know? <laughs> Buy your own cut. You know. Uh, speaking of cafes, guys, if you haven't seen this yet, we'll link it in the video description. Um, Rick and Morty, uh, they, uh, you know, they're Cartoon Network uh, animation show in the United States. It's pretty gross, pretty sci-fi and, you know, all that stuff. Um, 
they are on a hiatus between seasons. And so they contracted a Japanese studio to animate a short for them about Rick and Morty. Uh, It's on Adult Swim's uh, YouTube uh, channel. It's freaking amazing. It's got all the tropes of of a Japanese anime and all the tropes of a Rick and Morty episode all in one. As as Josh plays it, um, and it they have they even included like the like the what you call it, the maid cafe, the French maid cafe from Akihabara. I've never seen this, you know. I've never seen Rick and Morty. Um, it's been on Netflix a couple of times, recommended to me, or whatever. But right, flick, so they they've done this like three or four times now, where they've where they've outsourced like uh, Japanese animation studios to do Rick and Morty episodes for them, like during their their off season. Mm-hmm. But the latest one not only takes the complete shit piss out of Akihabara, which if you've ever been there is like it's changed over the last few years, especially during the pandemic, and people don't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. Not only does it take the piss out of that, it takes a complete, it totally shits on all animation movies, including the final scene. Like, there's always, like, a tearjerker moment at the end of, like, emotional anime where you, it just, like, brings you to tears. Mm-hmm. They included that as well. It's, like, the best Rick and Morty episode you've ever seen. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check out a, a real <laughs> Rick and Morty episode first. I actually, Alex, I think you'd, you'd like it. Did you watch uh, BoJack Horseman? I love BoJack Horseman, yeah, man. Rick and Morty is like the science fiction version of BoJack Horseman. Right, okay, nice. I really, BoJack Horseman resonated with me as a kind of 40-year-old. It was like, dude, it was like watching a documentary of my life. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, as he's always waking up, he's like, how did I get here? That's my life, guys. Yeah. I'm like, how am I here? I'm, I'm happy to be alive. And then after that, drunk again. Anyway, uh, getting back to this news story. Uh, so, where, how did we get here? Right, cats. So, so this guy forced his cat to swim by putting it in the bathtub and just like leaving it to go and do its thing. Apparently, or, and he also filmed it, put it online. It says the video showed the kitten swimming for one minute and twenty nine seconds. Very specific Japanese news because cats usually do not like water. The act by the man Masa, I'm not going to tell his name. In June last last year, is considered to constitute a violation of the animal production law. Which did you know that they had that kind of law here? Uh, no. Quite, you know, I, I mean, I could find a hundred cases of that just today <laughs> walking around like in the countryside. Um, it's a kitten as well. That seems even worse. Yeah. You know? Not even a fully grown cat with its own sense of responsibility. <laughs> Did you know that they have like a, a, like a conveyor belt in water for fat cats, like an exercise system? Have you ever seen this? No. Josh, please link this in the, in the video description. Like it's like fat cat exercise and it's like literally they put like overweight cats that refuse to exercise and get skinny in like a tank. So they're kind of half buoyant. Is this like a Japanese thing? No, this is a white people in North America thing. Jesus. And like they put their fat cats in like a like a tank so they're half buoyant so they're not 100% like standing up on their own legs because it's too much pressure for them. And then they make the conveyor belt below it like move and the cat's like not having it the entire time but having to walk. And they do this over like 15 minutes as like a wait. Oh go. my God. There you go. And it's like cat exercise to like make the fat cats exercise. And the cats are like, I freaking hate you. I freaking hate you. I freaking hate you. It's great. I hate all cats, I must say. Sorry. You got got that disease. What was it called? So when I was a kid, I got toxoplasmosis, which is uh, an inflammation of the brain due to a parasite that's found in cat poo. Is this why you're so negative and and sarcastic? That's probably why. And also, (laughs) um, yeah, have no sense of emotions for other people. Um, But no, truly, I got that. And the guy, you know, train spot in the movie. Yeah. He dies of it at the end. One of the guys dies of toxoplasmosis. Is that what it was? Yeah, so really, because he's got heroin addiction, so he's very weak. Uh, And then the cats that live in his apartment shit everywhere. And he kind of gets it from that. 
but I had it as a child uh, and it's a debilitating condition. Yeah, it's like serious. Yeah, it makes your brain swell up. Um, but now I'm perfectly normal. <laughs> um, and yeah, I hate cats. Dude, uh, guys, I don't think we've had a small talk since this happened, but uh, guys, if you haven't seen it, also link in the description. Uh, Alex uh, was one of the the subjects of our new series called The People of Kagoshima. Oh, yeah. Uh, we go into a deep dive on Alex's story about why he came to Japan and his martial arts background. So if you guys haven't seen that, please check it out. It'll be in the description of this video. So check it out at the end of this video. Um, very kindly, uh, Chris Broad from Abroad in Japan. Also Norm. And Norm from well. Tokyo Lens. Tokyo people Lens. talked about it and shared it. Yeah. So thank you, Chris Broad. Thank, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you, Norm from Tokyo Lens. Uh, seriously, uh, nice one, guys. Also, the, the video on Alex is just really, really good. I was the one that edited it. I, I sent it to Alex. Alex gave me about 25 pages of notes <laughs> of things to fix about the, the video, like historical inaccuracies. There was one photo that he refused to let me put into, into the documentary. Yep. His The note was just, this flies in the face of tw like 15 years of, <laughs> of martial arts practice and self-discipline. It was like, please remove it. That was like the note. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like... I, that, was, that photo was taken under duress as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, please check out that video, guys. It's really, really good. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to People of Kagoshima. It's like one of our... Um, it's one of our passion projects that we're working on recently. Um, it has all the interesting, really cool people from Kagoshima deep dives into their background and into you know them as people. Uh, so please check it out. And don't put your cat in the buff. Don't put your cat. Don't make it swim. All don't right, Alex, let's let's go. Huh? Evil cat in the buff. They're not all evil. Some of them are cute. Yeah. Let's go to our last story today. Uh, big news in Kumamoto. In Kumamoto, I just went past Kumamoto the other day. I drove to IKEA in Fukuoka. Which I is went like to IKEA in. Uh, uh, Harajuku yesterday. Really? I got the most fashionable IKEA. You know how they have the blue IKEA bags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Harajuku like IKEA has like super fashionable IKEA bags. What? Yeah, they're like all black with like a font offset from center because of course because it's stylish. Mm -hmm. In the bottom it just says IKEA Harajuku. That's just taking the piss. It's great. It's amazing. They didn't even have the chairs I wanted, so what a waste. Seven hours round trip. You went to Fukuoka. Fukuoka, yeah. Mm. I bought a lot of stuff, but yeah. Not not the chairs I wanted. Anyway, so I drove past this place. Uh, talking to Chris Broad as well, he made a hit song. Um, what, what was the song's name? It's like it was uh, too many volcanoes or something. Too much volcano. Too much volcano. A S O. Too much volcano. I think it was. Um, so Mount Aso, which is a, a big you know volcano, apparently. <laughs> yeah, because it erupted in uh, in uh, Kyushu in, in Kumamoto Prefecture. Erupted. So it says the eruption occurred at eleven forty-three. Uh, Again, very specific. On the number one Nakadake crater, uh, and it had a uh, alert level of, uh, you know, three, went up to level five, uh, and now entry is restricted within two kilometers of the crater. So there was a lot of video of um, this eruption taking place and people watching it from a car park and not fucking going anywhere. They were just stood <laughs> watching it. I was like, run away. <laughs> run away. <laughs> So, uh, as asshole, which by the way is the best word for uh, you know uh, Western news to say. There used to be a prime minister, a s o asshole, mm -hmm. uh, and I swear to God, like how many times Western news media called him prime as minister asshole, asshole. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's a volcano, like 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 uh, Alex said, in Kumamoto. It's uh, it's usually sleeping, mm. uh, and actually Chris Broad and I think Norm from Tokyo Lens was the cameraman during that. Was it? They walked all over the top of the part that exploded. Yeah, yeah. So they they were all over that area because like normally. It's open to just people hiking. Yeah, yeah. 
but every now and then it likes the and yeah. so this is like the second eruption in like 10 years ish uh and uh luckily nobody was really seriously injured this time no i don't think there were the ashwin it's a three thousand five hundred meters in the air though yeah and the so. thing is is like yeah. there doesn't seem to be a lot of warning no it just seems to go off at random so i like, don't think that they should have access to this place for people yeah not good for hiking um <laughs> but if you want to go up and make a hit song there with a bunch of youtubers yeah uh, too maybe, much volcano maybe wait wait a couple of months to settles down there's like three or four of these volcanoes here in kyushu that like you normally can get really close to there's mm. a um uh what is it in uh in shimoidake in uh kirishima in, in kirishima that one is it shimoidake yeah, the that's, one that blew up. That's the one from the Bond movies, right? No, no, no. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just like blew up. Like I think it was Shimoidake. Mm. It just like blew up, just went off like randomly, like uh, about four years ago. Uh, Sakurajima here in Kagoshima, we know it, it erupts all the time. So there's just like a, a constant like restricted zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, also likes to go off uh, Uzen. Uh, yeah, Unzen. Unzen? 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 In Naga- Nagasaki. That one actually killed two French vol- volcanists. Oh, really? Uh, and it's hilarious. Uh, I shouldn't say that because some people died. But like, <laughs> but like the, the they have the, this happened back in, I think, the 90s. And like there was these two famous French volcanists um, that, you know, they went to Mount Kilauea and all these other places. And then the Japanese news was like interviewing them right before they went. Is it Uzen or Unzen? <clears throat> I think it's Unzen. Unzen. In, in Nagasaki, uh, they're like on the news. They're like, oh, this is such a puny little little baby volcano. We're just really? going to go there and come back. And then like moments later, you see a pyroclastic flow rolling down the hills. And just like everybody that was on their excursion died. That's crazy, man. Are you sure they were volcanists and not Star Trek fans? They no. were just gone there for a... Uh... You know, so I I I went in on a deep dive on like volcanoes, and yeah, volcano scientists are called volcanists, not volcanologists or something. I like think that. they're called volcanists. We need a, we need a Josh check on this. A volcanologist or Shit. volcano scientist? Say, <laughs> Simon vo- volcanist. What is volcanist? That's someone who likes Spock, isn't it? He's taking too long. So it says someone who's interested in volcanoes. See, volcanist is a word. Oh, it says Vulcanism is a word. Oh. Vulcanism? That sounds filthy. Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? I can do it. <laughs> anyway, volcanologist, whatever, volcano people. If you guys, it's on YouTube, maybe we'll link it. I don't think we should link death, but there is a video of that French volcanologist couple going to Unzen and like dying. I mean, it doesn't show the death, but it shows like the mm-hmm. the eruption everything. So Dark, very dark. But, um, you know, they are dangerous things. Don't go too close. <laughs> yeah. Don't go and hang around there. But there, it's if you guys ever get a chance to come down here to Kagoshima and and see a eruption of of uh, Sakurajima, which you can see from a from a distance, a safe dis- distance, uh, it is absolutely what is the word? It it makes you feel so small. It's quite humbling, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. to see the the kind of the ash kind of bloom out of the top of the volcano and slowly kind of expand, and then five minutes later, it's gone. Yeah, you know, you know it's weird. And then sweeping it up the next day is a bloody nightmare. Might, might be a different experience for you, but the very first time that I saw Sakurajima explode, my balls went inside my torso. There was just like danger, Will Robinson. It was like, it, it just made you feel so small. <laughs> I've never been in that much danger. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, an interesting experience, let's say. And then the Kagoshima people around you not even looking at the thing. They don't care. They're like, oh, like, oh God, oh, it right. happened again. Oh, an eruption. 
yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you guys get a chance, check out all the links in, in the description of this video today. It was kind of light on news. Not a lot of weird things happened. There was, I mean, there's some negative news. I don't want to talk about like the knifing that happened in mm-hmm. Western Japan and stuff like that. We don't want to go negative. We just want to talk about the explosion and the cat today. That's nice. good enough, isn't it? That's you know, good enough, isn't it? It's good enough. All right, guys. Not, if you want the real news, watch NHK or something. No, don't watch NHK. It's so boring. <laughs> I don't like NHK. Stop coming to my door, please. That's a different episode. We'll talk about that. Um, guys, if you haven't had a chance, please check out People of Kagoshima. Check out uh, Alex's deep dive. It is really interesting. Our next video that's going to go up uh, in about a week from today uh, will be another really interesting guy who lives here in Kagoshima. It's going to be our longest episode yet. Uh, mm-hmm. We just couldn't cut it down any further than we've already cut it. Uh, it's going to be really long, really deep. So if you guys are into that stuff, please go over to People of Kagoshima and subscribe. Uh, other than that, uh, please keep a lookout for Norm's channel, uh, Tokyo Lens. You're going to see a little bit of me doing a little bit of stuff. And the live stream that you did as well. Oh, yeah. I if, you guys, that. if you guys haven't seen this already, uh, go over to uh, Tokyo Lens Explore. We went to a tiny little beautiful town in, Kan- in the Kansai region that is not only amazing just because it's like historically preserved and it's just the the cutest little it looks like a story a studio ghibli uh you know like background um but it's also really interesting because they have this aqueduct system that runs through the town uh, and it was historically created because uh, the, the town was made out of all wood uh, and it was made for not only delivery of fresh water, but also to help put out fires if there was any uh, ever fires. And so this town looks like the com- like the perfect amalgamation of a Studio Ghibli movie and like the water temple from Zelda. Right. It's magical and me and norm from tokyo lens like took a took a walk around uh that town about an hour live stream yeah it's a good video man yeah so check it out please mm. uh he gives a big shout out to, to people of kagoshima as well so thank you yeah check out all the links in the video description and we'll be back next week with more news bye everybody bye